Welcome to the last, the last post game forecast of the season. Um, a little bittersweet. We're here. You can't tell by the pictures in the back, but we're here in Cincinnati. I'm very excited for um, what this bike ride home is going to be. It's going to be a treat. We're going to talk about um, the the game we just watched. What our big takeaways are. I'm going to give uh, the Rams some flowers here. So for all of you that endured Rams planning all year, you're in the right place. Uh, and we'll talk about the Bengals and a hell of a lot more. Let's rock. Okay. Um, there's a lot to talk about here. The MVP has not been announced yeah. yet. So let's actually start there. Um, one of the bigger long shots that I took was Aaron Donald, 16 to one. We talked to mm -hmm. Drew about this uh, when we were in Los Angeles. He didn't like it a whole lot. Um, it It's either gonna be Donald, Cup, or Stafford. Who do you think deserves it? Yeah, I don't wanna coach my bets here. I, I think that Aaron Donald deserves it, right? Like, Do you think he wins it? I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he... The hard part is he had two sacks. You know, like, if you're just looking at kind of the, the stats that people are going to go off of, he had two sacks. Von Miller had two sacks. I, Sean Robinson had one sack, played a great game. The last drive was really orchestrated by... The problem is, is like you have to split the credit between Cup and Stafford on the last drive. Yeah. Um, Stafford had two interceptions, but neither interception was like really a bad play by him, right? The one was mm -hmm. dropped by Skoranek. The other one was kind of an arm punt. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, I that that's why I think it's so it's so contentious here because I don't think it's trivial who no. who should win it. I, Cup was eight for ninety two and two touchdowns, right? So like that. Um, that is deserving most years. And, you know, obviously Donald with the two sacks is deserving most years if there's not a great play. But I don't think Stafford played – Stafford played a great game, all things considered, right? So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it should go – so here's the thing. I think it should go cup third. And here's the, here's the difference for me in who I would give it to. In the second half, Aaron Donald had a 91 PFF grade prior to review. He had seven pressures. He had a huge run stop on um, the the third down. Mm -hmm. We can go back and talk about how the Bengals kind of melted down in this game, but a huge part of this was the way that the Rams and their defense and their front won this game. That was what won this game. They, the The Rams put together one drive, right, and that was that was it. And the reason that won them the game is because the Rams defense was so dominant mm -hmm. in the second half. They got pressure on Joe Burrow. 50% of the time, and Aaron Donald was the best player in the game in the second half, and they were losing until, uh, obviously, going into the second half. So that's why I'm not trying to coach my bets. I, like, obviously, I would love for Aaron Donald to win at 16-1. to 1. Um, I also have some Stafford MVP because, um, as we talked about, that's better than betting Rams' money line. So um, let's see. I asked the uh, I asked the people watching us right now. Donald with 55%. Um, I'm trying to see here. So Donald is 55, Cup 33%. And Stafford, no love for Matthew Stafford here. 
in this game um, from at least. I, I sort of told you like right before the final drive, right? I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, remember when I, before the last drive, I said, if they go down and score here, Stafford's going to win MVP. Um, that happened and I, I still think I'm wrong, right? I don't think that that's actually the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Donald was so. and the, Cup MVP. Cooper Cup. Okay. Wow. I took that at six to one. I, you know, pretty that that saves me a little bit. Uh, I think. Um, I think that's. I look. I think Cooper Cup um, is is deserving. Um, I I've got to think that's a little bit of like the fantasy football <laughs> angle to this showing up. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not. Yeah, the, the that one. I think Cup certainly deserves it, and that was always the th- that was always the thing where it was he he's going to get credit for being the narrative the guy that narr- you know has the narrative there. I I thought when Odell caught the first touchdown, I said, "Oh, this is going to help Stafford's MVP mm-hmm. case because it wasn't Cup to catch all three touchdowns." But interesting there. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Matt Stafford played. Like these two interceptions like should not count against yeah. him. He, they didn't play great offense, but no, it wasn't but really on. his fault. Hold on, yeah, let's talk about this for a second. Um, the Rams on first and second down, running the ball, averaging less than two yards per play, um, and they ran on first and second down continuously. Both interceptions, not Stafford's. Um, either one of them was Stafford's fault as a drop, and the second one was kind of a a punt, basically on a third down. So. Um, that should not get counted against him. I guess the thing uh, that I would come back to is um, I'm going to give more credit to guy throwing the ball than the one catching it. But Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup had a historic season. The last time the Bengals were in a Super Bowl, it was a wide receiver that won the sure. MVP against them. Um, and so, you know, I can see that there. Um, okay, so. So how'd the props go for you, George? Well, I now that we've graded them all, I I haven't graded them all. Okay. Unlike you, uh, as I am uh, uh, watching the game, I am not entering them in and counting my winnings. How'd they go for you? I think it turned over like eight percent, so not terrible. You only had like seventy of them. I came close. I had very many. I put a lot in. Yeah the the one that the one so obviously the one that was a banger was Acres, right? Like that that Acres that was a good one. I also put a, a hefty amount on Cooper Cup over a half rushing yard that was good um what was let's do a little uh biggest l though what was the oh, biggest l for me is just the rams this entire season like no, no. <laughs> i i certainly no, not like, even a prop oh um but i'll, I'll give you that one no like so, so look there's a few things obviously luck plays into it but luck plays into it for every single team so that you i don't get that excuse mm-hmm. the rams and we saw it, right? Like, we saw what happened when one of their good players got hurt tonight, mm-hmm. right? They were in a grind fest with the Bengals, right? They were mostly healthy all year. And I think they've been mostly healthy for a few seasons in a row now, and they deserve credit for that. Yeah. And that's something that I don't think I, I priced into my uh, hatred for them. The other one was <laughs> the other one was they win all in in a season where it didn't look like it was a great team, right? If the Rams play a the Rams play Buffalo tonight, what's the score? And they play the same way they played tonight. I think they lose to Buffalo. Yeah, and I think 
like, and I don't even want to bring up the Chiefs, but you know what I'm saying. Like, if they play sort of an upper echelon AFC team in a up in a in a normal season, I'm a, I'm not even saying 2021. Yeah. The Bengals deserve to be in this game. The Bengals fought hard, and, and they're they they're commendable as hell. But like, they there was more slough built into the process than I think you and I or me specifically as somebody who was not a big Rams guy this year didn't necessarily bake in and good for them for taking advantage of it. So they that's my biggest L. My second biggest L. Um are you gonna do two? That's, that's yeah, I mean I mean the look, um I you know most of the most of the props are good. I would say I'll give you mine. Okay, go I for it. I thought this was a great prop. Um and that was Joe Burrow over twenty four and a half which you got twenty four and a half, twenty three and a half completions and it looked good for a while and this is kind of where like i i mean i'm obviously taking the sell on my like um in my bank account here but as much as the rams won this game the um the Bengals lost it um yes they got lucky in this game and and what i mean by lucky in this game i mean t higgins scored a 75 yard touchdown where he twisted <laughs> like Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I have a joke here involving Adrian Peterson. I'm not going to use it. Um, Wise, thank you. Um, that was lucky. Obviously, he scores that 75 yard touchdown. The dropped uh, pass that turned into an interception for them. So you get those lucky plays for you, and then the second half. I mean, they were a nightmare offensively, a, a disaster. And I'll go. I think you know the thing that kind of summed it up for me was. On that third and fourth down, right? So the third down, um, they hand it off. You pointed out that they handed it off to Samaj Perine. Samaj A. Perine. Well, but he's Samaj Perine to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, instead of uh, Joe Mixon, I mean, say what you want about running backs, like, was probably, you know, I mean, he was easily one of their top three players in this game. Um, he played well. Played really, really well. How you can run the ball there and give it to P. Ryan instead of Mixon is an embarrassment. I think in that situation, you have to get to the line quickly. You have to get Joe Burrow up there under center. The threat of the sneak has to be there. Yeah. And you have to try and get a quick count. Um, not doing that, playing it slow. I, th I thought that was a huge mistake. And then on the fourth down, they line up with a shotgun and they throw the ball. I, I just thought those back-to-back -back plays by Taylor were really poor, and that was coming off of a first half where he certainly outcoached Sean McVay and had that that trick play that was really, really solid. Um, so this was, an, this was not a great performance for a team that had overcome a lot of stuff in the second half uh, of games in the playoffs. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the, the real – the real pain that's going to be for the Bengals, right? And we talked about whether this means more to the Rams or the Bengals. Uh, I, you know, I shied away from saying this means more to the Rams than the, the Bengals. Only I, I agree that that's true, but I think the magnitude is smaller than what everybody said. The Rams were a weak team today. They lost one of their best players. Their head coach was outcoached by your coach. Let's be really honest. Like Zach Taylor. You know, there were some things that obviously weren't great, right? The the end of game sequence, the calling a timeout in the end of the half, that didn't end up killing him. Um, but for the most part, they didn't run on early. They didn't put Bur Burrow in bad situations early in the game, right? Ultimately, the talent differential up front killed them. But mm -hmm. I thought that Zach Taylor kept that from happening 
as late into the game as maybe humanly possible, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had, um, you know, the defense, and and again, Lou Amuro, he's the guy that's like their defense coordinator. He played. I thought he had a great game plan, just even before the Beckham injury. So like, I thought collectively the Bengals outcoached the Rams, and at the same time. And, and you had the injury to not only Beckham, but Stafford. Stafford wasn't moving around very well. You had all these things go your way. You had the missed call on the face mask to Higgins. That game was winnable for the Bengals, yeah. right? And, 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 and you have to win that game. That's why I'm going to disagree with you here. And I'm going to ask you this question here in a second, which is Sean McVay is a top blank coach in the NFL because there's going to be talk about whether he's going to retire and I'm assuming that this is really a ploy, not a ploy, but like a, hey, pay up Cronky, right? Because um, now he's won a Super Bowl, could have been 0 for 2 in the Super Bowl. Instead, he's got the Super Bowl at home after going all in. Look, he fell in love with Matt Stafford over margaritas and Cabo. <laughs> right. Literally, like I'm not exaggerating at all. Like they, they did this story before the game. They both ended up at a pool in Cabo. Kelly Stafford told the story of like, they started talking. They didn't stop. She was like, I just went to the bar and started drinking. And like by the end of that day, <laughs> they decided they wanted to play with one another. So he makes, he calls Cronky uh, ripped on tequila and is like, listen, Matt Stafford's our guy. We're out here taking tequila shots. And he, and he comes through, okay, mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the victory. So the, the early down running and the continuous running of the football was not great. I'm not going to give up, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. goes down with a knee injury. That's part of how you constructed your team, right? Mm-hmm. You were a top-heavy team, and you decided you want to win that way. You still have the best receiver in the NFL out there, okay? So, like, I don't think that's some huge, you know, I wouldn't go, oh, my God, he overcame this, you know, incredible injury and was still, no, you, I, I mean, look at the the Packers, right? They go with Devontae Adams and a bunch of scrubs all over the place. Van Jefferson's not a terrible receiver, right? So that's not going to get a pass for me. But I will say this. The last touchdown drive called very, very well by him. And the fourth down was an obvious fourth down. It was about a 6% edge to go for it. Mm -hmm. On their side of the field, it was with a 33, I want to say, close to there. Um, Not only does he go for it, but he didn't call. He could have easily been really stubborn, put acres back there, and ran acres up the gut. But at least in that moment, he learned from his mistakes in that game. Yeah. And he had a wonderful play call to Cooper Cup. Now, I'm not going to do that. I told you so, where because I my biggest W was betting Cooper Cup over um, half a rushing yard because I thought that they would get creative with him in some situation because yeah. I think Acres stinks. You're welcome. But that that one play, and that's the importance of fourth downs. If you can get those right, you can overcome a lot of things. So I'm going to give McVay a ton of credit for that, even though he did a lot of things in this game that were poor. And I think he outcoached Taylor in this game, and that's why they got the victory. So You think he outcoached Taylor in this game? Not even close. Taylor was, yeah, Not even close. Zach Taylor was spotted like 14 points in this game, mm-hmm. thanks to luck, and peed it down his leg. Okay. I, I, I'm sort of of the belief, well, I, I, I'm sort of of the belief that you didn't, like, I think that the, the difference between the Rams defensive line and the Bengals offensive line 
like we got so thick into the weeds the last two weeks yeah. that I think like a lot of people even understated it a tad, right? I don't think understated that discrepancy. That was the only thing there people were, talked about. I, I don't think it was the only thing people talked about. That was like, I think my point is like, I, I, I believe that. I will say this, at least 85% of every reason that I heard was the, the matchup up front was that matchup up but front. but a lot of people still picked the Bengals and I guess the Bengals well, the Bengals covered yeah the Bengals covered okay okay I, I all right well to because I again I actually think the Bengals gave themselves more of a chance than maybe you know like I think because I don't think Joe Burrow played ter- did the terrific Bengals give themselves a chance or did the Rams and the refs give them a chance like a dropped interception, mm-hmm. and then T. Higgins go, like T. Higgins. I don't think I can underscore this enough. T. Higgins goes seventy-five yards for a touchdown. The rest of the the I should look this up. I'm I'm going to try to in a second. After that play, what did they average yards per play wise? Like one? Like that was it was bad. It was a bad second half. Yep. And I'll say this: This Nixon is a, had five catches today for one yard. So this is this is why I'll say I thought that. Um, I thought they were a little bit outcoached. So who was the weakest link uh, on the Bengals in coverage? It was Senor Apple, right? Mm -hmm. Eli Apple. He was targeted nine times in coverage. The weak link for the Rams was not Jalen Ramsey, who, by the way, was targeted nine times, tied for the most. Darius Williams was that weak link. We talked about that with T. Higgins. Nice cash there, by the way, on the Mm -hmm. – Higgins anytime. Higgins anytime and most receiving yards in the game, right? Mm -hmm. Darius Williams was the weak link. He was targeted only four times in coverage. To me, this it was kind of actually what we talked about, which was that Zach Taylor didn't really have – he had the mix-in throw, right? And, like, mm-hmm. that was it. Nothing else was particularly creative. Um, and in the second half, they weirdly got away from what was winning in the first half, which were quick throws. And – it cost them the game. Yeah, no, that, that, yeah I know. Yeah, I agree. I think the hard part was Burrow early in the game was very, I wouldn't say skittish, but like mm-hmm. very quick, right? Mm-hmm. And then he sort of felt his oats a little bit in the second half and or like in the second quarter moving on and like that just was not worth doing, right? Like that was, that was obviously a, a bad thing and it, you know, it, it ultimately killed them. Okay. Sean McVay is a top – N coach. What is N? Okay, well, let's enumerate these things. Um, I'm not. I, I think I think there there's a, a a you know. So we we go here. Let's just enumerate this. Okay, so is he better than Lafleur? Uh, let's leave Lafleur as an option. Uh, Arians, no. McCarthy, no. Reed, probably. Vrabel, no. Kingsbury, certainly no. Um, McDermott, I think so. Taylor, no. Whoever coaches the Raiders, no. Belichick, probably. Shanahan, probably, you know, in that category. Uh, Reich, probably not, given the meltdowns there. Staley, no. Um, Anybody beneath there. I mean, I think Harbaugh, okay. So add those all up, six, five, six. What are you paying him? Uh, 
I don't I don't have the salaries up the top of my head, but I mean I, I would imagine like, there's no salary cap. Like are you like let's yeah. say that I it think, costs you I think you have to give them ten million a year to keep them. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I think it could be more. Well, yeah, I'm I'm sort of ballparking it, but yes. I think it could be more. And the reason I think it could be more, I think this game may have made him and to be honest, I think the the um the fourth down call may have made him a more dangerous a very very rich man so i think amazon is going to come up and go hey sean mcveigh we'll give you 20 million a year to call games right because roma makes about 17. and sean mcveigh is going to go to stan crockey he's got i've been coaching for five years i've gone to two super bowls i've won one i i picked a quarterback <laughs> after 10 margaritas and was right like I had an end around for Cooper Cup on a fourth and one. Mm -hmm. I want $20 million to stay the coach of the Rams, and I think he gets it. And good for him. I, I am with you. I think I think five, six is the right move, and I think that's, that is giving a lot of credit to his play calling ability, but also giving a lot of credit to his culture building ability, which shows up in, in in the fact that he was able to take a team full of superstars, get them on the same page, and um, produce in the biggest moments. A lot of those players showed up in this game. And, man, it's tough because the fourth downs are so bad, right? But in this game, he went for the fourth down when it mattered. He's um, also running the ball in early downs. It's just like... It's bad. It's so bad. And I don't understand how he does it because everything else about his game is so good. You know, I don't I I I, I don't get it, man. Uh, but again, here's the thing. Like So maybe this says maybe what it says really, Eric, is that like going for fourth downs is just something that is that is still not it's still not something that's even close to understood by coaches because we're sitting here talking about a guy that's a top five, six coach in the NFL, and he doesn't really get fourth downs right. No. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. But it, neither does Andy Reid. Neither does Bill Belichick. Right, neither does right. a, like a lot of those guys. I mean, Staley and, and Harbaugh are the only two that I would consider rely, uh, Reich are reliably consistent there. So who are your top five again? Uh, so I would go – and I actually don't even know the order here, but I would take – in the top six, mm -hmm. Lafleur, Reed, McVeigh, uh, McDermott, Belichick. Oh my God! And really? yeah, and Shanahan. Those are my six. Did, my, did I miss somebody? I'm trying to think here. Let me look here. Um, so, by the way, our Twitter poll or our YouTube poll right now: top five is leading with 37 percent. Um, of the plays NFL head coaches. So I'm glad that you put Shanahan in there. I think Shanahan deserves to be uh, ahead of McVeigh. Both of them, not very good at um, fourth downs, but are brilliant when scheming. I, I think here are a couple that, that are, I'm surprised you're leaving out and I think are worth at least a conversation. And I'll say this. I don't think Belichick is ahead of him. I got to be honest with you. I just don't. Um, he doesn't get fourth downs either. The difference is he also doesn't have an offensive scheme that's as good um, or anywhere close. What about Kevin Stefanski? I like him, but, I mean, that thing fell apart this year. Mm -hmm. I, I like him in general. 
Um, but I also like Frank Reich in general. I, I, this is reserved. Um, th- this is reserved, you know, for, um, you know, a few, I, I, like the truly elite guys, I think. And you have McDermott ahead of him. I like, I mean, McDermott coached the AFCs. They're probably the best team in the NFL this year. The, you know, Bills. I may be the best team in the AFC. Uh, you know, a 50-50 shot for being the best team in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's worth something. I I agree. And he gets fourth downs. I think I'm going to have to put McDermott ever so slightly ahead of McVay, too. Um, I put Shanahan there. I put Harbaugh there. Um, I'm not putting Belichick ahead of him. Um, not putting Staley ahead of him, certainly. Um, McCarthy's not going to quite make it. No. <laughs> of him. Um, yeah, so I think I have him, what, like four, five? And I think that's about right. And what's scary about that is if someone can get through to Sean McVay that he should go for four downs, <laughs> that'd be a huge win for him. Um, let me ask you this. Where do uh, the Bengals go from here? Yeah, I mean, they it's clear that like on the edges, you just can't, you know, that their offensive line is so prohibitive that, you know, there's an issue there. Um, luckily for them, they have $58 million. There's not really like, if you look $58 million in um, salary cap space, mm-hmm. right? So that that's a big deal. Um, that, that puts them fourth, 57 now, I guess it depends on where you look. Um, they, next season, they only have, 734 million in dead money accounted for like they're really well constructed right some of this is by luck i would imagine given the bengal's history um but you don't really have much in the way of you look at here at free agency for them you know they have reef who is on a one-year deal Joby, uzama other than that jesse bates they got to take care of eli apple was a starter this year spain but they're not that far away, right? Like they could basically revamp the offensive line with that money, you know, keep the, you know, receivers that they have, keep the um, defense mostly intact. And I think that they'll be fine. The problem is they're, they're, a, they're going after a moving target, right? Like this is the, this was the year. And I, and I sort of think about this, you know, from Jacksonville's perspective a few years ago, Minnesota's perspective a few years ago, like, in a year where you kind of catch some luck, the rest of the league isn't very good. Mm-hmm. I would hope, like, the Bengals can't just try to win the 2021 Super Bowl again, right? They have to win the 2022 Super Bowl, right? So they have to think about, you know, they have to realize that the the Bills are going to come back strong. The Chiefs right. are going to come back strong. Um, you know, the, the teams possibly in the AFC South will come back strong. So they need to get better just to stay the same. I think that's yeah. the the future for the for the Bengals. I think that's the take. By the way, I forgot to mention LeFleur. I put LeFleur ahead of um, McVay as well. Um, Reed, I thought it was not a great year for him. Has no, a ton terrible. of talent. I'm Right now, the point is right now, Bill Belichick and Andy Reed are better coaches over the course of their career than Sean McVay. That's not what I'm arguing. I'm saying going forward right now. But – your point about the Bengals is very good, which is they got lucky to get where they got. Did they deserve it because they played really well and they put players showed up big? Yes, it's possible to play well and get lucky. 
Those things are possible. Mm-hmm. But they have an atrocious offensive line. They've got to shore that up. And I'll say this. that you know People are going to say, oh, you've got to get a better offensive line, got to get a better offensive line. And they're right. You've got to get a better offensive scheme as well. You can't fall apart in the second half of a game like that the way that they did. And I know the Rams are a really good defense. Can't That can't happen. They've got to go back to the the, the drawing board and improve and innovate there. That would be my biggest worry, honestly, if I'm a Bengals fan, is they go back and they go, you know what? This is validation of what we were doing is working. And I don't think you can look at it this way. No, I don't think that that's even let's, close. To let's being. power rank AFC teams. Okay. Um, okay, so so I'm going to go, and, and this is kind of market-based. I'm actually going to write an article on this tomorrow. Uh my power rankings for the AFC are going to be Buffalo, Kansas City. Okay. In that order. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put the Ravens and the Bengals tied at three. Then I'll put the Titans. Then, and again, the Broncos thing depends on Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But then, assume like, no Rogers assume now. no Rodgers. Then Chargers, Patriots. Colts, Broncos. The only one I would kind of debate with you on is Ravens-Bengals. I think that is a really interesting one. Obviously, that they got their number this year. And I think going into next year, it will be, you know, consensus. So, yeah, the Bengals are are the better team. Um, Ravens got demolished by injuries this year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely demolished by injuries. Yeah, and they were still, like, the Ravens were still, like, two wins away from being in the from being in the you know whatever in the divisional race right like mm. well you know the article that I wrote you know sort of the paths that each team took to the to the title I mean the Ravens were the favorite to come out of the AFC North as you know when the Bengals were seven and six right and then they just it just continued to get worse for them right I mean mm. if they make two two point conversions down the stretch of the season um they're probably still not winning the division but you know the games are more meaningful right like um Harbaugh's gonna keep being there right Mar- we yep. talked to Marlon Humphrey at the Super Bowl he you know uh, he's gonna be back Marlon Humphrey's injury was the straw that we you know that when, broke when, Campbell's back yeah, yeah. Well, they were eight and three and they get certain they never won again right so um shout out to that that uh draft we had right where, right. where I picked Humphrey first um the it, the Ravens are going to be there, man. And, and, you know, we, I like the Browns actually better this year. I thought that mm-hmm. they were a better team kind of top to bottom, but Mayfield's injury, you don't know where that, like what the interesting thing is the musical chairs. Like we don't like part of the reason I picked the teams I picked is I, I think I have a fairly solid idea of where the quarterbacks are going to be there. Mm-hmm. But like if Kirk cousins goes and plays for Cleveland, I think they're a contender. Like, yeah, like he's, um, he's not, you know he's not a great team builder, but he's he probably you know they they might be emboldened by what they saw with Stafford and the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, if Denver like Denver doesn't need to get Rodgers to be a team that's feisty, right? Mm-hmm. They can just you know they can acquire somebody like Russell Wilson or uh, you know someone Tom Brady comes back, right? Maybe he you know plays for Elway, another goat quarterback type of thing. Um, so it's tricky in the AFC, but I would I would put Buffalo over Kansas City right now. Yeah, I'm going to put Buffalo over KC as well, even losing um, Dable. I'll say this, though. I don't have the Titans as high as you do. I have the Chargers right there with 
the Bengals and the Ravens. And it would be very unsurprising to me for the Chargers to be, you know, certainly well ahead of the Bengals and the Ravens when when this thing is all said and done next year. Obviously, you mentioned the Broncos. I think the Browns are another team that, depending on their quarterback, will be very interesting. So you look at the at the Bengals and you go, man, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have to fight again next year to to make it into the playoffs. And I think that's one of the really interesting things when you look at a team that was in the Super Bowl and you go, oh yeah, they'll be back. You said this, right? <laughs> just I, not. Th- that's just not the case in the AFC. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has hosted four straight AFC title games, and he didn't make it back, right? Like mm-hmm. he hasn't won a Super Bowl since his first one. You know, it's just it's a hard league, and that's why I'll say this: like we were wrong about the Rams, I was wrong about the Rams. Mm-hmm. We were definitely wrong, but I would make the same gamble again, right? I would take the other side of the Rams bet. If we were to play the universe out a million times, I'd still take the other side. That doesn't mean I wasn't wrong. I'm just saying that, like, it's hard to win the Super Bowl. And a team that says, hey, we're going to win this Super Bowl, it's a long shot. Kudos to the Rams. They did it. Yeah, exactly. That's why you have to give McVay and the Rams credit because, to your point, like, betting against them is something that, you know, makes a lot of sense in the NFL given how strong the rest of the league is and how many good quarterbacks are out there. And they overcame a ton of things. Um, and, and we should shout out their um, training staff as well. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, that to me, like, I think that's the one thing that... That was incredible, the fact that yeah. they stayed so healthy this year, obviously, like, right down until the end. Um, the, the interesting thing about the NFC, you know, looking at the Rams and thinking about them going forward is if... Tom Brady, in fact, does not come back. <laughs> um, then you've got a Bucks team that is no longer that great. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC, then you've got a Packers team that takes a huge step back. Like, it's just right there for the Rams again, which is kind of incredible, obviously. Yeah, I, I think that's another underrated part of their whole scheme, right, is that, like, the NFC could be so terrible that it could work again, right? And and the, the thing about it is we've seen this – Look, the the Saints did this, right? And the Saints did this, and the Saints did this, and the Saints did this. And eventually their coach, Sean, uh, Sean Payton, mm. had to go to TV. And they're stuck, no money, no quarterback, and no rings. Yep. The 2009 ring doesn't count. I'm talking about the second run yep. of, of stuff. The Rams did this. They're probably going to have a chance this year. And they might be able to push more shit down the line. Right. There's going to be a day when the Rams don't have any money and they don't have a quarterback. But that day's not today. And, they, and they're holding up a, a trophy that a team like the Bengals franchise, who's never won a ring, a team like Detroit, Minnesota, Cleveland, uh, Arizona, all these teams that haven't won a ring, I'm pretty sure they're, they're envious of, Detroit, uh, of L.A. right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we might do – maybe we should do a little Q&A here, opened up with the uh, group I, watching on, on YouTube Okay. see, see what questions okay. they have. Um but before we do, uh, you can go get 25% off on any PFS subscription. Oh. Barely got that out there. At Using, least I'm sober for this one, unlike last year. Yeah, it's a big step for you. It we was. didn't even talk about that. Yeah. You dressed up nicely, too, professorial. I wore this to the, the live show, which I, I thought was really good this morning. It was great. Uh, 25% off any PFF subscription with promo code FORECAST, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T. 
And why would you want to do that right now? Well, the reason is if you get a year-long subscription, you are covered through next year's Super mm -hmm. Bowl, which includes all of the great player props. You want to know how Eric got down 70 player props? He did so with the PFF player props and best bets tool. And by the way, the betting dashboards, which told you to bet Cincinnati plus four and a half, also a part of those subscriptions and it's draft season and free agency season. If you want to know how your team is going to build their Super Bowl contender next year, you will need PFF content. Get the NFL draft guide, free agency board, and all of PFF's great content for 25% off. Um, also, speaking of getting things off, get some things off of your body that you don't need anymore with Manscaped. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank love you it. Love it. Love it. Uh, and the Manscaped um, lawnmower. Uh, uh, Jesus, I lost my spot. Um, the Performance Package 4.0 includes well, the you lawnmower. Know what? It keeps, you, keeps you on your spot. The fact that the, the Razor has like a – doesn't it have like a light? It does have a light. Yes, it illuminates. Thank you. Those things around you that All you right. cannot find without without its help. Uh, if I had that right here, I'd probably be able to find my spot in this read. But get 20% off with promo code PFF. Uh, plus free shipping when you go to Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Apparently, 4 million men worldwide have trusted Manscaped. And I'm going to take credit for at least 3 million. Did we, did we, did we talk that's just under 8,000 balls? We did not. That's the math. But that's very good by you. <laughs> Um, I'm sure the NFL will come out and tell us that uh, a lot of them were not inflated um, enough, but, you know, that's for them to talk about. That was a joke that sounded better in my head. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code PFF for 20% off plus free shipping on your new year, new you, less body hair. Okay. Um, I guess, well, let me let me ask this. Um, so let's, let's open it up. Biggest questions. Um, going into now next year we have free agency we have the draft top of your head kind of the biggest things that we will that will dictate how next year goes what what um comes to mind for you i i think it's a lot of it is how the the truly elite teams in the nfl choose to reload right so how does buffalo you know you think about them right they're in such a hard position because they did everything right you know they they got the number one defense in the nfl they got josh allen help you know last two years right mm -hmm. like you know year one you know the the first great year 2020 they go 13 three they get allen help allen plays mvp style football they lose in the afc championship game year year two 2021 they get him the number one overall defense and even though there's some regression we all expected that they were still pretty good they don't get through now you lose your offensive coordinator. Defense is not going to be number one overall. Rams weren't Rams defense wasn't number one overall mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. After it was last year, they were, you know were able to overcome it. Um, it was always you know, it was always funny to think about the Peyton Manning Super Bowls were always the years were were his bad years. 06 was not a great year for the Colts. Fifteen was not a great year for Manning. The Bills. It's hard to sort of say to them, though, hey, you did all the right things, but you're going to have to wait for a lucky year to win one, you know? So I'm worried about them because there's nothing I can point at for the Buffalo Bills and say they need to do that to get over the hump. It's just like they got to play the season out again, and that's a long, it's a long drag. Um, for Kansas City, they need, they need to accept that the Mahomes rookie deal era is over. They have to stop 
a lot of the stuff that they do, the going all mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. you know, the Orlando Brown stuff, the Frank Clark stuff, they have to sort of, they have to sort of, you know, move on and, and be, you know, try to be a team that's sustainable winner and they have to, you know, force Patrick Mahomes. I think the big thing is going to be what happens to the enemy. I know Kafka was next in line for OC. He ends up going to the Giants. There's some mm -hmm. rifts between Mahomes and the enemy. What's up there? You know, what, what's going to happen there? Um, Tampa's got to find a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Green Bay's got to decide what to do with Rodgers. The, the Rams basically just have to run it back, it seems like, mm -hmm. uh, make sure that they continue to draft better than most teams do. They need to develop, uh, you know, their players as they continue, you know, as they have, uh, you know, really well. Um, and then, you know, a team like Arizona, like what the hell is Arizona doing? Um, agreed. I actually think well, a couple of questions that we've gotten here around the NFC. Let's power rank um, the NFC. Uh, by the way, someone said, does McVay get over under $12 million to be Amazon color commentator? The answer is over. Um, real quick for you as well, who would your MVP of the Bengals be in this game if they had held on to win? Oh. I well, the problem is, is if you just look at the stat sheet, it's Higgins, but he, of course, like little, got aided, uh, little face aided by the face mask. Um I actually think it's like Chidobia Woozie or something like that. Like, yeah, I you know, it. like they they didn't have one. You know, Bur Burrow was gutsy. Burrow was gutsy. He was, you know, he played hard. He did what he could. I thought, you know, Boyd had a huge drop in that that penultimate drive. Um, but other other than that, Boyd played a great game. I thought Chase played a good game too. Um, like I said, this one's gonna hurt for the Bengals because I thought they put a good game together. I thought. Did they play better or worse in this game than they played in the AFC Championship game? Right. Uh, well, I mean, the problem was that they reversed the halves, right? Yeah, yeah. And they played really poorly in the second half. You just Offensively. Run. But defensively, they – I mean, the problem is is you can't uh, – the attribution error is how much do you attribute the Rams not being able to do diddly in the second half to the Bengals' defense playing a good game? Like, the Bengals, Bengals didn't get any there. pressure on Stafford for the most part in the game. They got a couple sacks, but yeah. really not a ton. Not, a, not at all. So that's why I'm thinking the secondary, because they mostly shut down Cup until the last drive. Yeah. Mostly. To your point, um, Stafford had his longest time to throw of any game this year uh, through three quarters and um, had only been pressured on, like, 15% of his dropbacks. So, yes, incredible. Let's um, – I'll give it to Burrow. Let's power rank the NFC. So let's assume Rodgers comes back to Green Bay and Adams does as well. And then we'll we'll take him out. We'll also assume that Jimmy G is gone from the Niners and that he ends up on a team that is in the AFC. Okay, let's just assume those things. Um, I, I will go with the, I know this is going to piss some people off, but I'm going to go with the Packers as number one, even though they really drop the ball in the playoffs um combination of better coach better quarterback better best receiver than than the rams have um i'll then go rams number two i think they're very close um this one is interesting i'm gonna go with um dallas <laughs> at number three uh even though they they lost to san francisco um in the playoffs i just I don't know. I, I think the Dak injury was weird for them. They have a ton of really, really talented players. Um, you've got, you know, you're running it back with Kellen Moore again. I think that offense can continue to improve. 
Um, interestingly, I'm going to go with Arizona after them. And this is one of the big questions that I have, which is, what's the deal with Kyler Murray in Arizona? Dude, it's unbelievable. I don't what's know. What's going on there? And what what kind of out, outcome does that have? But putting Arizona that high, I think, underscores how weak this conference is. Uh, and then if I have to go with number five, I'm going to go with San Francisco <laughs> uh, with, with Trey Lance because um, – I don't really know who else to put there. Like, are you putting Philadelphia there? Are you putting New Orleans there? I don't think you can. Um, so I'll go with Kyle Shanahan and the guy he took number three overall and one of the most stacked supporting casts in the NFL. What about you? Oh, that's a great – I mean, this is so this is so funny because it's just like it's – yeah. I mean, I think I think the Rams, won, the Rams are one to me in the NFC. Okay. Um, then I'm going to go San Francisco – Dallas. So you're assuming Rodgers is gone? I, I'm I'm splitting it half. I, well, let's assume. Come, so first off, the, okay, even, assume Rodgers and Adams come back. Assuming Rodgers plays, it's still for me. It's Rams, Niners, Packers, Cowboys. You have Trey Lance and the Niners ahead of Rodgers and Adams back with the Packers. What on earth did you – you said you weren't drunk on this podcast. Okay. Please explain. I'll, I will explain. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, at some point, I'm baking in some some level of regression to Rodgers. Okay. That's what I'm doing. So his regression is going to make him and the you, you don't think the San Francisco 49ers fully healthy have a better two to fifty three than the than the Packers? Uh three to fifty three. Okay. I th this is They also had no Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance couldn't beat out. Okay, so so here's so so here's my worry, and they I guess and I guess secondary. you just my my issue is I guess you can't do this because the Packers are fifty million over the cap. So like, if you keep Adams and Rodgers, there's nothing else left at mm -hmm. this point. Like mm -hmm. they there, it's not fees. Like they can't even keep Marquez Valdez Scantling. By the way, great interview at the at the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. They can't even keep Mark. Like they can't keep anybody on that team, right? They can't keep. Uh, Preston Smith. They can't keep. I think Zadarius Smith might. You know, there might be. You have to cut great players to keep those two on your roster. Like, I guess. I guess if Rodgers and Adams are there and they can mm -hmm. somehow wizardry their way to having the same roster as this year, sure, they're ahead of San Francisco. But San Francisco, to me, there was a reason. And San Francisco's over the cap too. But I, I they they can get there. San Francisco was the third favorite to make to win the Super Bowl going into the season when there was a fair amount of evidence that Trey Lance could play mm -hmm. and that was over the Packers now again the market didn't know what to do with the Packers because they're splitting the difference but I, I still think I still think the issue with Rodgers is like a lot of do the does the league start to catch up to the LeFleur offense I guess can I give you my are they the hunted in the NFC I guess okay so okay I'll let you continue here so you have Rams Niners Rams, Niners, Packers, Cowboys. Okay. Um, uh, 50 feet of crap. Okay. And then whoever signs the best quarterback in the NFC, AFC, or sorry, NFC South. Because NFC South's a joke, but like one of those teams is so like Saints, Bucks. Let's, like, yeah. This, like if the Bucks get like, if the Bucks get like somebody even in the Kirk Cousins tier, I think yeah, that they're a If the Bucks contender. gets Kirk Cousins. Okay. So let's do now a. 
uh, there's movement in the quarterback class. It's moving, okay. Here is my here is my uh, movement happens in the NFC. Here's the power ranking. Number one, the San Francisco 49ers with Thomas Edward Brady. I see daylight there. I've got to be honest with you. And I here's here's how I think about it. We know he wanted to go there and they chose Jimmy G. We know that he grew up a San Francisco 49ers fan. We know that he grew up a Joe Montana uh, as his idol. Um, we know how important his family is to him, um, how important his mom and dad are to him. I'm sure that they would love nothing more than to see him win uh, a Super Bowl with the 49ers. He also interestingly waited, didn't want to release his decision to retire until after the championship weekend. Didn't want to take away from those games, Eric. Also potentially wanted to see whether Jimmy G was going to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I know that's kind of like a little bit of a, I mean, obviously a lot of a conspiracy theory, but he's already opened the door for him to return. He was the best quarterback in the NFL the past two seasons. How could you possibly, how could you possibly step away from the game with that ability to play the best position, the most coveted position on a sports field slash court. I don't understand it. So Niners with Brady, number one. Um, Rams running back, number two. Uh, Packers lose Aaron Rodgers to the, the Broncos. So they become, in my opinion, a bottom like uh, half of the, um, the conference team. Cowboys. Cardinals decide Kyler Murray is pissed off because he can't stand Cliff Kingsbury. They fire him and they hire some coach who I don't know who's better at scheming offense. Kevin O'Connell. <laughs> yeah, right. And they figure it out. Um, that's my revamped NFC power ranking. Jeez. Do I get to... Um... Someone said you can tell George is a single guy. I don't know what's going on in the chat here. We've really lost the. Uh, uh, well, he George's fandom totally not coming out. It's not. This is not coming out. I'm just saying. I think there's a little glimmer of daylight there for Brady and the Niners. There is. I think that though, if you think about Brady, he's got such great earning. Has there been a quarterback who's left the NFL that has more earning potential outside the game than him? But that doesn't change next year. Okay. Is there a quarterback who has exited the game on top better than Brady? Has? No, of course not. Because he's so. I think that that's really because when, when, but no, no, but no, no. He, Peyton Manning, you could have made a case for him as the greatest of all time when he retired. The last season that he played was an utter travesty. He was terrible, yeah, was and he did win a Super Bowl, but. We all know Bob that Miller won a Super he was he was driving the bus. You remember Brett Favre in 2010? He died on tech, uh, TCF Bank's field. Mm -hmm. 11 touchdowns, 19 interceptions his last year. I mean, guys way before then, You're, like yeah, you, like Joe Montana was playing for the Chiefs uh, and not you know losing a game to Dan Marino in the divisional round. Um, you know, there there all these great players. Drew Brees couldn't throw the ball over the safety in this final game. Like all this stuff. I think Brady wanted to be the singular player who went out just as good as he came, like or better. Yeah. 
but just as good as his peak. Like he's at his peak right now. And I get that for guy, you know, I get that that is maddening because he should just keep playing, but maybe there's a little bit of him that just doesn't want to know what it's like to be bad. Yeah, maybe. Um, someone, so Cardinals go get, uh, Brian Flores and Brian Flores does something he hasn't done before, which is get a, a good which, oh. um, offensive coordinator to come in. I'm just I'm just throwing uh, shit at the fan, but I think it'd be fun to see a lot of this stuff happen. Um, uh, by the way, uh, Sean McVay is at the podium and is calling basically everyone on the team uh, the man. Cooper Cup is the man. Uh, Aaron Donald <laughs> is the effing man. Uh, Sean McVay is uh, is definitely like enjoying the moment at this point. Can't even get words out. Um, there was a question here that I thought was good. Oh, um, who is, uh, a, um, a good candidate to be the Bengals of next season? Man, this is While tough. you're, while you're figuring that out, a great tweet from Dick Butkus. If you're not following at the Dick Butkus, you're missing out. Yeah. Dick Butkus tweeted 50 cent looks like he was hit by inflation so good well done okay so let's think it, I think Detroit is at least a year away from even making the playoffs so not Detroit Jacksonville Jacksonville so Lawrence former number one I mean like this has yeah. the characteristics so they have money invested in Chenault. Chark's a free agent. They had Jones. Mm -hmm. They're probably like a, a playmaker or two away. Mm -hmm. Offensive line's horseshit. Sorry. Damn. I, I, that's my first swear word. Yeah, it's good. Um, defense. I mean, where, the, where was the Bengals defense this mm -hmm. time last year, right? Mm -hmm. Like, coach who has a clue. I think Peterson's better coach than Zach Taylor. Agreed. Terrible division, right? And that, not that the Bengals played in a terrible division this year, but everybody in the division ended up terrible. Right, mm -hmm. Bengals got hurt. Browns got hurt. Steelers are who we thought they were. Jacksonville's the one. I refuse to say the Giants because Daniel Jones is like too late into the contract, and right. I also just yeah. But but the Giants have put together a very impressive coaching staff, so that that's one. Panthers no, Houston Texans no, Jets fortunately no. Um, see that. So I think it's the Jags. Jags are interesting. Um, I like the angle that you took there with like a young, you know, quarterback. As far as just a team kind of coming out of nowhere, and I think about think about how um, strong the AFC North was viewed going into the season, right? And the Bengals were picked, you know, last, even though I told you they'd they'd be uh, they'd be better than people thought they were. But another team that could very well be picked last are the Las Vegas Raiders. And when I think about the Raiders and you go, okay, what's the, I'm going to take the other angle about the Bengals. The Bengals added Jamar Chase, turned around their offense. The Raiders add Devontae Adams, turns around their offense. They, you know, an injury happens here or there. You've got, you know, the Chargers are good, but they're the Chargers. The yeah. Broncos don't get Aaron Rodgers. They are playing Jimmy G or whoever the hell it is. Like, Shit happens. Can you imagine what Jimmy G would do in the in the altitudes? He's gonna hit a fan, poor poor fan in the stands. That <laughs> be beautiful. Um, so I think the Raiders are an interesting one. Um, but I like your Jags take, uh, especially thinking about Trevor Lawrence now with like 
Doug Peterson a real head coach, and you've seen Doug Peterson kind of get you know a team out of the doldrums with the young quarterback before, right, with Carson Wentz. So mm-hmm. I do like that a lot. Um, let's see some other questions here. Um, someone said Carolina with Watson. I don't know if Matt rules no, the guy. We, well, no, investing in right there. A lot of people saying the Chargers. So here's what I'll say about the Chargers. I don't feel like they can be the Bengals of next year because they're they're a team that people are going to pick. I mean, they had a guy that yeah, was. They're not going to be twenty five to one to win the Super yeah, Bowl, yeah. or twenty five to one to win their own division, right? Like, let alone one fifty to win their. Yeah. The thing with the Chargers, here's my and I, the Chargers are a poor man's Bills. The the Bills mm. have done a lot of things really well, and you you commend them for it, right? You commend them for it, blah blah blah, and it's still not enough, right? And for the Chargers, it's just not enough to make the playoffs. The Bills, it wasn't enough to win the Super Bowl. So, like, w- w- so what would you do if, other than run defense, which is, pfft, like, what what do you do to improve the Chargers? You stop fucking up at, at the end of a game? You know what you do? <laughs> I, and I think this is actually really clear. What the Chargers need to do is get an offense. An and, offensive coordinator who can, who, right. who's a they plus guy. They need an guy. offensive scheme that is not a bottom five offensive scheme in the NFL period I, I i just thought that was a complete joke and um yeah that's what they need to do um someone so here, here let, let's do this um what should some of these teams do at quarterback so uh let's go with like the the so the commanders the steelers those are a couple of teams that that are looking at quarterback you have the saints you have the bucks do you have any like good fits for any of those teams that you think are uh, I think the Steelers quarterback job is a lot crappier than people are giving it credit for. Mm-hmm. Like that one, that one's more like a Jameis Winston job. That one's more of a Jimmy G job, a Teddy Bridgewater job. The Bucks and the, the Bucks is the best. I think the Bucks is the best job, right? By a good margin. I mean, Niners, but that's Lance. Lance is the starter there, unless it's a like Rod. Yeah. But even Rodgers and Brady, that's so. Rodgers and Brady going to San Fran would be great for the narratives and stuff, but it would be it would be a really big fuck up for the Niners, wouldn't it? Like all all told, the 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 Lance the Lance shit trading multiple because like I mean the fuck up was that they didn't take Brady. When right. he wanted to go there, they didn't the take place. him seriously when, the first time, and then the and then. But I actually the think panic that, button for Lance was was, I think even in hindsight, yeah, but, but it, you're it, taking Brady over Lance. I mean that's sure, but but you're gonna be you're gonna be worse off than the Rams pick wise. Well, maybe not, but Brady's rights are held by the Bucks, right? Like you you basically have to give the Bucks something, don't you? I thought he was at the. I thought he his contract was over, isn't it? Could be wrong, yeah. Could be, but but even then, like you're still like you're still up against it if you take on Brady, and you've already been up against it because your first round picks are all gone because of Lance. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. So the Bucks are a position. Uh, Bucks are in a position where, I mean, like they don't even need to necessarily swing for the the fences at quarterback. They don't need to go for a Rodgers, a uh, Russell Wilson, a, a Murray, although question about Murray whether or not he's good enough they could 
you know, theoretically go after a car or a cousins and be successful. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the Stafford thing emboldens them because Stafford is different in that I still think Stafford is somewhat in that tier. He's at the upper end of it, right? He just won a Super Bowl. Yeah. But his arm strength is way better than Carr's and way better than than Kirk. So it's a little different. But like the Bucks job is enticing enough where they can sort of say, well, they can have backup plans like Cousins and still go after guys like Rodgers, in my opinion. I don't think the Green Bay is going to trade Rodgers there. But, yeah, but it, the, those are fits for me. The Everybody wants to say, because Stefanski was Kirk Cousins' coach, the, that the Vikings might flip him to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Problem with that is, I believe Jarvis is a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. They don't have receivers. And Kirk's never played somewhere without receivers. And the other thing is, do we really know if, like, for example, we t everybody's saying O'Connell had Kirk Cousins and then Stefanski. Are we even sure that these guys like Kirk Cousins? Because yeah. they seem to always leave whenever, you know, they, yeah. they're always around with, around him for a year. And, like, that that to me is not a sustainable thing. Yeah, by the way, someone said that um, Brady is technically under contract for one more year. So here you go. Brady says he wants to go to San Francisco. So you trade Brady and, uh, to San Francisco, you get Lance back. That's an interesting one because um, I think you'd have to give the, that's still a really that's you have still, to give the Niners some picks there. I think given Brady's age yeah. and if Brady says I want to play for them, he has a ton of leverage. So I, I don't know, but I think the best quarterback that's out there would be a Russell Wilson. And the thing that makes the most sense for me, if you're the Bucks, is going after and trying to get a Russell Wilson. And the reason for that, and I think you make the case for the Saints here too, but. Um, probably don't have as much to, to give is for the Bucks. you're in a window where you still have players that you can make a run in the NFC and, and potentially win a Super Bowl. So are you going to go out and try and spend to get a guy that's average? I don't know. That's tough because then you're like, okay, well, we're just going to be kind of fighting for, you know, being the third or fourth best team where we have the players that if we get the right quarterback, we could be the best team. So that's where the fit that I think, and I, you know, I have no idea if this is something that um, the, the Seahawks would consider, but I think they should, would be Russell Wilson going to um, Tampa Bay. That would be yeah, fascinating. That one's crazy. By the way, just got an email from the NFL. Here are some records that were set tonight. Okay. Interestingly, Vaughn Miller now has the most sacks in the Super Bowl in the history of the league. So yep. four and a half. More than Charles Haley. Um, here's the one that I, I thought was really interesting because I, I thought it would have been more than this. The Rams sacked the Bengals seven times tonight. That's an NFL record. That was – the fact that they still – they sacked them seven times and won by three. Mm -hmm. If you're the Bengals, you got to think, well, fuck. Like, we, this is – Yeah, and in the second half, man, they – Joe Burrow's average time to throw in the first half was 2.1 seconds. In the second half, 2.8 seconds. Like, it was a big difference. He was under pressure a lot longer. They did not come out and, and have a, a strong – um, second half game plan besides twisting Jalen Ramsey's uh, helmet. Um, we'll take a couple more questions, but before we do, DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, it's where you guys need to go. Um, go use promo code PFF at the DraftKings Sportsbook and get yourself um, a great offer. The offer that I'm reading right now says that you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. That was for the Super Bowl and Super Bowl 56. 
So I don't know what it is, but go use promo code PFF and hopefully you will get some free bets uh, coming your way. I don't know if it'll be 56 to one odds on any team that you pick. Maybe it's still going on out there. Uh, if you can grab that, go grab it. But DraftKings Sportsbook is a uh, official sports betting partner of the NFL. And so I'm sure they've got you covered here with something that will make it worth your while to deposit there. A lot of good things to bet on. Obviously, the um, NFL is over, but draft. The props. USFL Okay, so I'll give, you some, I'll give you some real sports that are going wow. on here. There, uh, there is the NBA. There is March Madness, which is happening soon, which is a lot of fun. The Olympics are going on. I'm sure you can still bet some of those. Um, and uh, not baseball. Don't Baseball sucks. I'm sorry I even brought that up. Uh, also, our friends at... Baseball <laughs> just catches a stray from you. Baseball right? stinks. It does stink. It's but, so bad. Uh, the list of sports cheap. that I would rather watch than baseball is very long yeah. by the way so I watch the x games in baseball i feel bad because they're going through that labor dispute and it's totally the same labor dispute that every league goes through where the owners mm. are a bunch of greedy bastards and then the players everybody's bitching at the players because they won't agree to some shitty deal and stuff they better get their shit together like this isn't the nfl like baseball stinks baseball's got a got a viewership problem like, if they don't get this together, we might all forget it exists. Oh, I've already forgotten. It's I know. Such a I feel bad for the players. The players deserve better. But it's like, they... I'll I, say this. If baseball didn't go go on this summer, what would you do? The same damn thing you were going to yeah, do my anyway. My life literally would not change. Actually, my life would improve. You know why? Oh, because Reds game sound town. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is worse than turning on SportsCenter and having to endure yeah. baseball highlights. Here's the uh, here's the SportsCenter top 10. Here are a bunch of like catches you've seen. I actually got times. to hang out this week with uh, you know Sarah Perlman, who NBC Sports Edge. Her, mm -hmm. her fiance is uh, uh, Trey Mancini of the Orioles. He's mm -hmm. actually a really nice guy. I was like, I was like, What's going on? Like, oh, we're locked. You know, like he's yeah. basically just like following her around, doing like doing fun. Here, here's the media stuff. Here's the message take. Wait, you have kids, right? Now no. you have two girls. So they're probably not at risk of having to play in, in Major League Baseball. But if you have um, sons out there, don't let your sons play baseball. That would be my takeaway. Um, maybe betting saves it. Maybe live betting saves baseball. Who knows? Uh, our friends at Western and Southern. Um, again, this is. Uh, now no longer something that you can take part in we're gonna have to get on uh, i don't know who's updating the reads here for our podcast but this is the second one that's um that's outdated go to westernsouthern.com if well, you want to get your finances the previous one had place. me with two balls so yeah there you go <laughs> just kidding just joking all right joke. uh let's take a couple more um <laughs> questions here before we get out of here by the way love all 900 of you that are watching right now yeah really appreciate um you. Especially as someone as with I a take really colossal L here. Someone with a really great take, which is that the Olympics are just not that fun. Uh, Champions League, uh, soccer, also something that you can uh, start to bet on very soon. Um, yep. Let's see here. Um, what do you do with Kirk if you're Quezzy and Kevin O'Connell? What are you doing? Um. We talked about this with Drew Dinsick, by the mm -hmm. way. If you want to watch or, or listen uh, this past week, it was I thought we had a very couple very good podcasts. They were fun. Um, in my this is my opinion, but if you're Quesi Adofamensa and you look around at the league and you notice that none of the other general managers that were hired along with you were retreads, 
you say you got a shorter deal because you wanted a little bit more APY. That's kind of what the reports were. I'm not going to you know, say that's for sure. You are an analytics GM. You're the first analytics GM that's ever been. Mm-hmm. Some people are just not going to like that you're a GM, right? There are going to be people who are going to, much like you know, Chip Kelly was one person where like the moment things went wrong for him, even the slightest, they wanted him out because he was different. Quesi, from all accounts, is you know, is he play, he's he's not abrasive or anything the way that Chip was all this stuff. But but make no mistake, he is a a, a general manager who is a minority, who is a math person, who who doesn't check a lot of the the pe- football people's boxes. He's an outsider. Mm-hmm. You have four years. I cannot imagine if I was him that I would want to spend three of my years with Kirk Cousins as a $35 million contract player. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's how I see it. Now, he could disagree, and he might say that's good enough or whatever. But again, if I'm him, and I know these might be my only four years ever, given the way that the space works, not a lot of retreads in the general manager world. You mm-hmm. might not get a second chance. I, I wouldn't be trying to patch up another general manager's mistake. I don't know that this is what he will do, but I am with you. And the reason that I am with you is that there are a lot of teams that need a quarterback. And you can legitimately get something for Kirk Cousins. And I'm not saying that I would tank. Tank is a strong word. But I also don't know if this is the draft that I'm going all in to try and get a quarterback. So I might be looking for not only to trade Kirk Cousins, but to acquire draft capital, not for this draft, but for next draft. And that's the tricky thing about having only four years on his contract. Um, But fortune favors the the brave as... uh, the the Matt, hardest Matt part tells and us. they're they're in a predicament here for precisely one reason. And I and to me, if you're a Vikings fan who hopes for a, a bright future, mm-hmm. you sort of hope that the Packers keep Aaron Rodgers around for another year. Because I think that the really tricky part is if Rodgers retires or goes to another team in the AFC, then it might entice the Vikings to want to compete this year. It'll because the divisions were quote wide open, and, I, and I, I can't think of a worse reason to do it because you just don't know, right? You just don't know. Like I remember, and again, this is way back, but I remember the Vikings in 2005. I was a sophomore in college, going to college in Minnesota, and I remember reading all. I used to read all these books, and everybody was like, "The Vikings were coming off being eight and eight. They were terrible. They went to the playoffs. They won a game. They had, they had Dante Culpepper, no one else, mm-hmm. and they had just traded Randy Moss." And every pa- every single newspaper that I would read before the season said, yeah, the Vikings are going to win this division by default. They're not good, but they're going to win this division by default, by default, by default. You know what happened? Two years later, the Bears are in the Super Bowl. Bears dog shit in the Super Bowl, right? Because the unexpected happens. The Bengals just were in the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to plan your future and if you're going to plan your future because your division sucks, like I don't, I don't think yeah. that's a sustainable way. The Rams just did it though, and, and so there might be a little bit of a reason why they might want to. Here's a sneaky one: um, Do you think that the Colts would be in the Kirk Cousins market? The Colts, yeah. I mean, it sounds like the. the I mean, they can't possibly run it back with Carson Wentz. Well, it He's sounds like they're going to cut him 
they only save seven million cutting him. They take on a decent amount of dead money. They've also just given up a first round pick. The problem is the Colts are only going to be that like option. The Colts are only going to be that team if the Vikings are looking for future capital because they don't have a first round pick. And I got to think the Vikings want a first round pick for Cousins. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be able to take one. Like they're not going to be able to get one from a team that already surrendered it for their last dog, sh- you know, their last right, quarterback right, right. trade. Um, are there any other good questions here? We might uh, close it down. Um, uh, there's people calling calling me bad things, but it's okay. I can handle it. Someone said Andrew Barry, not an analytics GM. Um, hmm. I guess I would. When kind were of, we talking about Andrew Barry? For one, well, you said that Quezzy was the first um, analytics. Yeah, I mean, Andrew Barry comes from scouting. I mean, he he's analytics friendly, but like Quezzy's the first guy that was a director of analytics for a team, mm-hmm. and then a vice president of strategy to be a, a GM, right? Yeah, I, I'm. You can you can pick nits, but Quezzy is very much a singular person in the NFL, right? I agree. Uh, top five quarterbacks going into next season. Oh wow! Okay, I'm gonna do this. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh great, great question. Let me. Man, this is a good one. No, but because it's okay. I got this. Okay. Mahomes. Fuck. Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow. I'm assuming, and then Rogers. I'm assuming he's coming back. So those are the five. I really want Dak to be in there, but Dak is Dak is a Dak tricky Dak one, man. At the end of the year, you're putting Herbert ahead of Burrow. I, I no, I so so let me let me tear it out. Rogers, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Burrow. Okay, they're at like a half a point difference, I think, between the the first cluster and the second cluster in the point spread. Um, and then from and then after that, it's Wilson, Jackson, Prescott, Stafford. Okay. Um, interesting. I think there is a debate to be had between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I really do. At this point, I'm not ready to give it to Josh Allen. But hey, here's here's what I'll here's how I'll put it. Both regressed this year. Mahomes has regressed all three years after his I think, first year. I think Mahomes regressed more. Yeah, well, um, yeah. Mahomes led the NFL in touchdown passes. Do you include the postseason? Congratulations. Uh, I don't know if Stafford might have caught him tonight. I have to look. But, like, Mahomes' yards per attempt have regressed every single year from his first year. Um, ADOT has done the same thing. The the I So, here's a question that I have, and I actually asked our, our colleague, Timo Risky, who's, you know, wonderful. I always ask him these questions. One of the things I want to study this year, and the Rams are one of the reasons, is I want to study progression in players. Like, I want to study that more. I want to see – because I'm I'm sort of thinking that it's along the similar vein of, like, no one drafts better than their draft position on average. It's just, it's just mm. whatever. But I look at, like, a team like Kansas City, and, like, I don't think that they've developed any players. Hmm. Player development's interesting. Like, McCole Hardman's so, yeah. the same exact player that he came into the league as. He's literally not improved – and so the question becomes, drafting is certainly random, I think, pick mm-hmm. for pick. You know, no team is better at picking players. Mm-hmm. But 
I feel like then we throw our hands up and say, well, it's not their fault. I was like, well, you're allowed to develop players. You know, you're allowed for players to get better. Like Josh Allen's obviously the biggest example, but you're allowed to, you're allowed to take a guy in the third round and for him to get better. And I feel like for a lot of teams, like that guy's just drafted and like he is what he is when he comes into the league and like whether it be practice time or whatever, they're just not doing that. The Rams to me, if you haven't picked that many top players and you still have contributors throughout the roster, there's maybe something there there like Mm -hmm. that we're not factoring in. But um, so when I think of Kansas City, I don't even think Mahomes has gotten better. I think Mahomes was was brilliant the moment he stepped on the NFL field and I don't know if he's gotten better. Fuck it. I'm doing it. My power rankings right now, quarterbacks going for next season. I'm going Josh Allen, number one. Patrick Mahomes, number two. Um, I would go Herbert, number three. I uh, Sorry. Rodgers, number three. Herbert, number four. I will go Burrow, number five. And I will say that the ones that I think have kind of the best shot to be in that top five, I think Russell Wilson, if he goes to the Bucs, would be incredible. Um, but... Prescott is the one, and then Jackson, um, kind of healthy, I think would be, you know, the the other one there. Um, so that's where I'll go. I'm on the I'm, I'm all in on Josh Allen, I guess. Um, all right, that was the 2021 NFL season. We'll be back on Wednesday evening. We love you all. Thank you for hanging out with us. My recommendation to all of you is now to go get some sleep, and to you as well. This was fun, buddy. Thank you for hanging out late night. Yeah.